You are listening to It's Midnight Somewhere with DJs Mistress McCutcheon and The Wasteland. It's midnight somewhere. It's midnight. Hi, this is Mistress McCutcheon coming to you from downtown Toronto. And of course, I'm accompanied by my partner in crime, The Wasteland. Hi, guys. How's it going? (laughs) I don't have any jokes today. I don't know. I I didn't have coffee. He's poorly caffeinated. And uh, we do have another guest with us. Today, we would like to welcome Roland Markwart of Violentine. Hello. Greetings. And thanks for, for having me on. It's a pleasure. So Violentine is a dream pop synthwave act based out of Ottawa. And they've just released, they, uh, your duo, uh, have released Otherworld on October 22nd of last year. While Phantom Youth was released uh, in August of 2019. So you've had a couple of personnel changes uh, during the, the pandemic. Tell us how MJ came on board. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess I'll um, I'll start the whole thing off with uh, uh, just saying that she apologizes profusely for not being um, able to join us tonight, but she's away traveling, working in New Brunswick, and uh, things were pretty crazy for her on her end. So uh, hopefully next time she'll be able to join us. But um, yeah, just to, to catch things up with everybody uh, since those changes kind of happened. Um, yeah, Phantom Youth, we, we put together in August, I guess it was, 2019. And at the time, I was working with a singer in New York City. Um, uh, named Danny Marie. So yeah, I connected with Danny uh, via Instagram, um, of all things, in 2019. And um, we put together Phantom Youth, pushed that as far as we could. And by the end of 2019, I was just getting this this itch, this urge to work with somebody locally and to be able to play live again, um, which we hadn't been able to do yet, you know, working uh, remotely. So what I had done uh, around October, I guess it was of 2019, I'd put out an ad uh, randomly and not thinking anybody would respond because I was, you know, trying to find somebody in sort of a dark wave, synth wave, synth pop style. And Ottawa is a very small community um, and, and quite traditional. Um, and, but lo and behold, whether it was just by luck or, or fate, uh, Mary Jo contacted me and uh, sent me some demo recordings that were pretty cool. And uh, I immediately just, you know, was blown away by her vocal ability. Um, so we connected, uh, yeah, right around the end of 2019, went for coffee, chatted and found out we had a lot of things in common. And we just got along really, really well, which is, you know, very important, I think, is as far as working together on a musical level, you've got to obviously, you know, be able to create together, but yeah, I think you also have to get along as people as well. And um, yeah, so we just started going from there. Um, I had a lot of songs that I'd written and I just started, you know, passing her one after the other and she just started writing like a fiend. And uh, and that brought us up until, I guess, early 2020. And then, you know, all hell broke loose in, in March and boom, you know, COVID kind of laid waste to us all. That it did. So where did you get your musical start what what is the origin story of a uh, violetine yeah um where did i get my start like do you want me to go back to the beginnings of the project or like my personal 
yes. uh, background. <laughs> personal back. Yeah, the start personal. with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, as far as my background was, I mean, I started, uh, I picked up guitar as, as a lot of, you know, young folks do uh, in their teens trying to be cool or whatever or find their, their place musically. But I'd always been a pretty musical person. But uh, for some reason, it was just guitar that, that sort of attracted me initially. And I went through a phase where I was playing in, you know, pretty shitty metal bands and punk bands and stuff like this. Uh, just trying to find my way. I, you know, I was, I was a pretty pissed off, angry kid. And um, by the time, you know, in the 90s rolled around, I'd sort of discovered more underground, you know, 4AD, dream pop type stuff, shoegaze, goth. And I just kind of fell in love with all those, those genres, you know, under, under that umbrella, I guess you could say. And um, I really fell in love with the idea of, of trying to make the guitar sound like something else. You know, so, you know, Robin Guthrie from Cocteau Twins became a big influence and a lot of the project bands, Lycia, Black Tape for a Blue Girl, all that kind of stuff um, really kind of blew my mind. And I kind of went down that path. And then after that, I kind of fell in love with Electronica in, into the 2000s and started a band called Liquefied that was a little more on the electronic side, I guess. Uh, so, so we released two albums under that name. That went on till about 2000 and. Two. Then I took a little uh, a break myself, did some DJing for a couple of years, and then jumped into another synth pop band uh, called Politique. And that was, I guess, 2008. Um, we did two CDs under that name. And then we disbanded that uh, around 2012, I guess it was. I had a daughter. Uh, life was getting pretty crazy. So it kind of, you know, put, put a lid on things for a little while and then just slowly started writing music again and then realized in 2016, 2017 that I really needed to get something out. And that's kind of when, when Violetine was born. And um, that <clears throat> 2017 was also the, the year we released our first EP called Denial as well. So that's sort oh, of wow. a, a nutshell background. Wow. So this, this has been the long game for you. Uh, it's kind of starting for sure. Starting with that that sort of dream pop shoegazy, I remember those days of uh, Black Tape for a Blue Girl and Lycia and and of course Cocteau Twins. Because uh, mm, I think once you once you discover Cocteau Twins, you fall down that rabbit hole of that shimmery guitar and all those dreamy sounds and and the and lyrics. Absolutely, so, yeah. No, that was it was a really big impact on me. A, a slow dive as well was another big one. All you know the sort of British shoegaze scene was um, was massive for me and just realizing you know the, the the amount of sounds and soundscapes you could come up with with effects pedals rack uh rack effects all that kind of stuff and i'd always been a gearhead as well since i was a teenager so the, the whole studio world always attracted me as well so um yeah all those kind of things came together and and when i was trying to conceptualize what violentine was going to be it, it started as, as a shoegaze a bit of a throwback thing and now we've morphed into you know more of a synth thing so i guess it's um i guess it's been a natural progression but it's it's not been really meditated it's just it uh, it's not like we sat down one day and said okay we've got to change directions now it's just sort of moved in that direction um naturally somehow i guess yeah yeah you gotta love when you're creating your art and it just organically tells you what it needs to be and and yeah that it kind of has gone into a little bit more of a, a a dark wave sort of synth wave direction not a bad thing at all not a bad thing no i agree and um the other thing that i was um you know realizing that i wanted to get us out live was um how are we going to present this thing in a way that's 
that's captivating to people and and also a little more energetic. And I felt like, you know, some of the earlier stuff that we were doing, like the first two EPs, I, I really do enjoy it. And I love the material, but it just felt a little, a little slower and like a little, like, are, are people just going to just stand there and either gaze at their shoes or gaze at the wall and fall asleep? So I, I wanted to in, inject a little more energy into things. And so, yeah, you're seeing the, you're starting to see the BPMs go up a little more now. And, and with the newer stuff that we haven't released yet, it's, it's getting a little more, you know, not like, you know, industrial BPMs, but the, the energy is certainly more there, I think a, a little more now. And I've always been into like analog synths and, and all that kind of stuff. So I couldn't let go. So it, it always, you know, it just, it was always there. So I, I felt like it had to make a return. Yeah, this just that path sort of resonates with me a lot. Uh, because when I started as a DJ, I was pushing a lot of ethereal and a lot of more right. dark ambient and shoegazy cool. dream poppy stuff. But it's not very club friendly. This is the thing. Yeah, exactly. And as much as I love that stuff. um yeah, it was just it, it, it was really, you know, um, it was kind of bothering me how we would actually present that. So that's been sort of a little bit of a delay in, in um, why we haven't gotten out to play yet live. And the, the goal that this year is to actually get out and play and, um, and do it in a meaningful, energetic and, and sort of a captivating way. And whether that's with, you know, uh, obviously lighting and some kind of production value projections, um, you know, anything that's going to help on the visual end and just, you know, bringing some energy. So you're, you're not getting two people that are basically just standing there twisting knobs, you know, which never, never really blew my mind as, you know, as much as I love bands that do that kind of stuff, I, I want to see people, you know, engaged in doing something if they're actually playing live. Right. Yeah, that's a great point that you, when you pay to see a show, you want to see a show. Exactly. Yeah, you don't want to yeah, just ex- watch somebody twist knobs or take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> take a nap. Are you checking your email? Are you checking your messages on the laptop? Yeah, that's that's always been the running joke, you know. <laughs> yeah. So no, I know you didn't just and, press play and you're just standing there on like Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, I've seen a bunch of, I'm sure we've all seen people do that, but I've also seen you know, a bunch of interesting duos be right into it and, you know, jumping around. Uh, and, and even if they are twisting knobs, they're like, they're so engaged and, and, you know, feeling the music like you, it, it just, it feels good. So that's something that we, uh, we wanted to sort of emulate and, and bring across hopefully as well. So we're, we're deep into rehearsal mode and, and uh, trying to make all that kind of good stuff happen too. And getting out back out there for shows, because uh, I was going to ask how since the pandemic, I mean, how's the mm-hmm. venue situation in Ottawa? Are there other places left to play? Uh, yeah, yes. Um, uh, miraculously, some of the good ones survived. I, I'm not sure how, whether with, you know, it was with government grants or, um, uh, you know, uh, several of them did close. Unfortunately, we did lose a few. And again, you know, Otto's not a big place. We can't af- afford to lose any more venues for sure. Yeah, and most of the most of the decent venues did survive, thankfully. And they, they sort of started coming back online um, between lockdowns. And then they most of them came back fully online about maybe two months ago or so. Okay. Yeah, so, so that situation's good. And we're looking, obviously, at playing Toronto, um, Montreal, and, you know, however further afield we, we can manage to get. Very cool. Nice. That yeah. that and speaking of being in this pandemic era, so early 2020, MJ's writing like a fiend. You've connected. You've been working. How was your music affected by the pandemic? Um, good, yeah, excellent question. I think it's it was affected as much as um, 
you know, we've heard of uh, stories of um, how everybody else was affected. And we were, we were no strangers to that either. It was like, you know, what the F is going on here and, and how do we sort of pivot and, and make, uh, make good use of this time. As for myself, um, a, a lot of my work was affected because I work in the entertainment industry. So, you know, everything was shut down. I had zero work. So I, it was a happy time for me because I just threw myself into, into pure music creation and I had a lot of stuff already written. So it, it allowed me a lot of time to finish you know, a lot of those rough ideas and, and formulate them and, and um, you know, bring them to completion. Um, MJ's work is a little more stable with the government, so she never stopped working, unfortunately. But um, yeah, no, it was, it was a huge impact and, you know, not to be able to, to interact with other musicians and see each other too, because she lives um, just on the Gatineau side. So like um, Quebec and, and Ottawa are, are, it's a border town basically. So at one point they'd shut down the bridges. So we couldn't travel to see each other. You know, we were doing um, Zoom chats um, and, you know, just doing everything virtually basically as best we could. And um, it worked out uh, surprisingly. I, I think we we managed to get some good music out of it and, and we got the other world CD out of it. But yeah, it was like a good year of just kind of slogging away. And then before you knew it, it was like, oh my God, it's 2021. Like what, what actually just happened? You know, we better, uh, we better try to get together and shoot some videos and, and you know, see each other in person now. And um, so that, that's started to become a reality again in, in 2021 thankfully so but yeah it was it was a really strange time and it feels like we're still sort of coming out of it a little bit right now yeah 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 because things aren't entirely back to normal but i mean thankfully because it's summer people are, are still kind of proceeding with caution but at the same time there's opportunity to still do things to still get involved in those creative projects with your uh, creative partners and exactly. some live shows and that sort of thing exactly yeah and that's a that's a big inspiration too just being able to to travel again as, as difficult and challenging as it is and see shows and i mean you you know, as you guys know, the amount of shows and tours is um, it's completely bonkers right now out there. And I'm, I'm still not uh, I'm still masking. I'm still not. You know, I wouldn't want to jump into, you know, a pit of, of several hundred people or anything like that. So I'm still, you know, playing itself and playing it safe and being wary myself. But uh, it is it's great to be able to see shows and interact again, for sure. Yeah. 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 It's staggering how many tours are being announced still. Yes. <laughs> yes, um, I'm, I'm. I'm sure a lot of folks are getting COVID, but you know, and uh, you know, even just this. Uh, speaking of, um, you know, a couple of days ago at work, um, you know, a bunch of cases came up. So it's like, okay, it's it's happening. People are getting it, and I guess we're just sort of you know acclimatizing and dealing with it. It's not uh, hopefully not this death sentence anymore, but it's it's kind of seems to be like, oh, you know, oh yeah, he's got COVID. Oh, okay, what a drag ball. Life carries on, right? So, <laughs> well, yeah. for the vaccinated, yeah, for the exactly for the unvaccinated, um, it still seems to be a dice roll. Yes, yes, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's strange times for sure. So, but um, yeah, we're all kind of muddling through, and and hopefully, hopefully, uh, things will be looking brighter as we as we go on, despite the the shit state of the world right now. But uh, what can you what can uh, you say? Right? I don't know. It just every time I say something, it just gets worse. So I'm just gonna not. <laughs> just gonna. I'm just gonna. Know, you I can't we don't, see we don't me, but go. I'm shrugging right now. Like. Mm. <laughs> I know. I know. It's it's funny. You want to stay positive, but with the amount of mayhem and craziness going down it's like oh my god it's it's, it's amazing we're all getting out of bed in the morning some days right speak for yourself yes no. that's the truth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
it, it is about striking that balance of being able to still live your life and do the things you want to be doing, yet you you want to you know continue to be play safe here and and uh, yes and yes. yeah and also just to stay aware of what's going on in the world because yeah let's not let's not jinx it because there's really <laughs> terrible right? shit happening at the moment absolutely absolutely uh, it's just infuriating and and depressing but at the same time it's like and then here are some tunes that will help us get through <laughs> exactly so I think what you're going to see is you're going to see a lot of really angry pissed off revolutionary music which is great uh, as a reaction and then you're you're probably going to see a lot of stuff that's just like you know <laughs> really fluffy um, feel good stuff just to try to for- forget um, yeah. all the bullshit going on so you know in any case you know the it, it's going to fuel creativity across all all uh, all the arts i think you know it's it, it always does so yeah here's hoping go. here's hoping for some good art so that leads us to our next question exactly. what has inspired you musically like where do you draw your primary inspirations from on the music end um it's interesting for me it um, it's usually, it starts with some kind of a sound, whether it's a soundscape or a vibe or a sound that I hear in my head. And oftentimes it'll be, I hope it doesn't sound cheesy, but it's just like sitting down at the synth and beginning to noodle and tinker with sounds. And, um, you know, oftentimes a patch will come up, uh, and a sound will be inspiring enough to lead to the, the you know, the formulation of an entire song. So I, I always go back to September Falls because I, I came up with the, the basic chord structure um, and it was based on uh, a patch from one of my old, uh, I've got a, an old Roland JX8P analog synth and it's just like this rich 80s inspired, well, I mean, it's, I think it was built in 85. So it's just got these wonderful 80s sounds and sometimes, you know, you just, you just start playing and these sounds evoke entire songs. And I think that song was written in, in a matter of like an hour, simply based on some of the sounds that this, the, you know, the synth was creating. And uh, so that, to me, that's, that's a big inspiration and guitar can work the same way when I'm just noodling around, you know, creating different guitar patches and, and soundscape type stuff. And I, I think for MJ, what's inspiring to her is like, she'll bounce off that, pick up the vibe of what I've created. Then we'll start writing some beats and bass and, you know, filling in the, you know, whatever needs to get filled in. And um, that's kind of how the process works. Other than, you know, inspiration from other people, which used to be a thing for me. And I've, I've kind of stopped doing that. I've, I've, I, when I'm writing now, I, I kind of shut out the outside world and any of the, the newer stuff going on or any of the, you know, the newer artists that I do enjoy. I, I kind of stop listening to anything current just because for fear that it's going to, you know, seep in too much and maybe be too much, too much of an influence. So we're, we're always kind of aware and, and trying to keep things, you know, coming, you know, to the forefront uh, from the inside rather from external sources, if that makes any sense. Hmm, yeah. Huh. Okay. No, I, I can certainly appreciate the, the aspect of, oh, you just kind of noodle because I think one of the things adults forget to do is how to play. Yes. And sometimes you just need to play around and kind of see, oh, hey, there's there's this thing I wasn't trying to come up with that just out of playing and kind of experimenting that, oh, I really like what what this is turning into and then kind of branching from there. Absolutely. And, and like I say, you know, sounds and soundscapes are, are very evocative. So once you kind of go go down that rabbit hole, it's uh, it's a weird thing that happens. And, it, and it, strangely, it happens when you're not not thinking about it. 
and you're just kind of in the moment and and letting things happen and you're not thinking oh okay i'm going to write a song that sounds like this or that's going to be at, you know in this style and usually when when you approach things that way they they can they tend to sound you know either bad or cheesy or really forced and the good stuff tends to happen when you know naturally when you're just kind of going with it and you know your hands are moving on the keyboard and it's like oh this sounds cool and lo and behold you know something something cool happens so anyways that's the process for me i'm not sure if other people work that way but that's sort of my my weird little idiosyncratic way of, of working well without getting influenced by what you're listening to what songs or albums are you currently listening to yeah i mean there's so much good stuff out there as as you guys can attest to being djs and we are um, and, and i learn a lot of you know I, 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 <laughs> sorry yeah <laughs> I, I, mean, I think so right maybe i just noodle at a controller <laughs> some... <laughs> we just turn knobs on stage <laughs> okay well you, you guys do a great job because, I mean, you're, you guys have turned me on to a whole bunch of cool stuff, as well as like a lot of the Twitch DJs that I've kind of stumbled, you know, and that was the great thing about the pandemic too, is, you know, discovering all these cool new DJs and a ton of, of new music that I probably wouldn't have been exposed to. So, the, you know, hats off to you guys for, for exposing us all to, to cool new stuff. But um, as far as the stuff that I've been getting into, I, I like a lot of old stuff that I've liked for a long time. Um, a lot of like old new wave, a lot of old avant-garde stuff, old, you know, underground alternative stuff. I was lucky, lucky enough to grow up with two older siblings that, that were into the, um, you know, the first wave of the po- post-punk scene and, and uh, new wave, early new wave scene. And, you know, they were bringing all this stuff home. And so they were introducing me as I was, you know, when I was still a kid. So it was always kind of floating around all this cool music. But recently um, I've, I've, uh, I've gotten into wingtips since they were, since they started, I guess, six or seven years ago or whatever. Um, Empathy Test, um, even The Last Churches as uh, Screen Violence has been a pretty amazing album. Uh, Zeno and Oaklander, just a lot of a lot of cool crossover electronic, dark wave, whatever you want, whatever wave you want to call it type stuff. Um, and then there's some stuff at both MJ, MJ and I at both like uh, that are more a you know, little more on the indie scene. Um, stuff like Fantagram, you know, some of the Canadian uh, indie scene stuff like Metric Stars, Caveboy, Leathers is is amazing from uh, from Vancouver, Shannon from um, <clears throat> from Actors. So yeah, there's there's so much cool stuff, and um, some it's often actually hard to keep up with with all the cool new stuff out there. So yeah, yeah, it is hard to keep up because uh, all it, all I have to say on that frontier is uh, when I hear people saying, "Oh, there's nothing good now," because they they only stick to something that they are very familiar with that's like twenty or thirty years old, and and that's exactly. just. That just really like bums me out to hear that because I'm like, you are so full of beans. There is so much good stuff out right now. Oh, absolutely. And you fall down a rabbit hole and you keep looking around on Bandcamp and seeing exactly. what, uh, what other DJs are doing on, on Twitch or on YouTube. And yeah, there's th- we are really spoiled for choice right now. Honestly, whenever somebody says that, oh, there's nothing really good right now, and they're a DJ, I'm just like, no, you're just afraid of putting <laughs> yourself out there and people might not like it. It's fear that I, that's, that's what I hear. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, you, you, you both hit that, hit that nail right on the head. And, um, you know, the thing that I've been pondering and, and sort of philosophizing about 
you know, for a long time is, yeah, I mean, there, there, you, you know, we may have very well come to an age now where there's, it may, you know, there may not be super incredible original stuff coming out. And, you know, that goes for, you know, for what we're doing too. I mean, we're all sort of, you know, you know taking nods from the past, I guess, in, in a strange way and, and sort of trying to put our own personal stamp on it. So while there may not be like this revolutionary new thing that, that's coming out, I think it's still possible. And, and, you know, everybody's putting their own imprint on, on maybe things that have happened, you know, like you say, Laura, you know, 20, 30 years ago, but you know, when it's processed, you know, through somebody else, uh, uh, somebody's vision, it's going to come out in a different way and, and it may come out sounding completely, you know, completely new and fresh. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's no shortage of, of awesome stuff out there across all genres, I think for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I guess the next thing to know is what, what are you guys up to next? Yeah. Yeah. Next steps, um, more of the same. So, you know, we never really stopped writing and because, uh, after we finished, um, other world, um, we didn't jump into any kind of a tour situation as, as much as we would have loved to. It was kind of like, okay, what now? So like, you know, it, and you go into like this pro- promo mode and we've been, you know, trying to do as much of, of that as we can and, and try to make people aware of what we're, we're doing. And we're, we're sort of wearing that hat as well. It's, you know, we don't, we don't have management. We're, we're basically DIY indie all the way. So we're doing all that stuff too. So the next steps are to, to get some more music out this year, which will probably be in the form of a couple new singles by hopefully by like late, uh, late summer, early fall. So we've, you know, we've got at least enough for another album um, almost in the can and uh, music videos to follow with those as well. So we're, we're trying to hustle, get some crew together, get some cool concepts together for some, some appropriate music videos to, to line up with these new singles and um and try to do that all on a shoestring out of pocket budget so um we might have to start going down the factor route and and start approaching those guys for some grant money because it's it's getting tough you know but uh yeah so those are those are the kind of the the next steps and we're not doing this full-time unfortunately so we're, we're both still working day jobs and and trying to hustle and 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 do all the the life things too on on top of it so that's sort of the uh, the rough plan moving forward, and then yeah, more shows to follow uh, or initial shows, I should say, like in in the fall, if we uh, you know if we get all our our ducks in a row and get our live act together, that'll be the uh, the next big thing. Awesome, yeah, yeah, and I think that that fact money is is probably attainable because uh, we we do want to promote awesome Canadian music, and uh, and yeah, there there shouldn't be a reason why that shouldn't happen, and it's because it's really funny how in an age where MTV or much music isn't really a thing right. anymore, exactly, uh, the the power of the music video is still pretty pretty strong because with social media with YouTube you can get a whole different audience exposed to your work. Exactly. Exactly. And everybody wants to see a video, uh, whether it's, you know, a 15 second clip on TikTok or what, you know, you know, a full four minute video on YouTube, everybody wants to see all that, that, um, that visual content as well as all the behind the scenes stuff and, you know, making of, and, but, uh, you know, you're totally right. Um, it's, it's such an important part of the puzzle for sure. For me, it's, it's been sort of secondary because I always put the music first and try to focus on that. But, you know, I've, I've learned over the kicking and screaming over the years, it's, it's got to be done. And, it, you know, it's, it's got to be, even, you know, on a shoestring, it can be done in an interesting way. And as long as the ideas are there and, it's, um, and there's some kind of interesting story happening, it's, it's all good and it's all possible. So, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And and I can certainly appreciate being your own promotion machine because you're thinking about the music and then you have to think about how you promote it and getting together these ideas for videos and how that gets pushed out on social media just so you can get out in the world. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, and the big thing too is, um, you know, just pulling together the money to pay things, you know, to pay for people to work on this stuff, because you can only call in so many favors and, and, uh, you know, pay back the favors, but eventually, you know, you want to start paying crew and, and, you know, cinematographers and photographers and, and all the people that are, that are so important for the, 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 the whole package or, uh, or I guess you just end up doing it all yourself, which I guess is maybe the other way to do it too. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Roland, I wanted to say thank you so much for joining us uh, for this episode. It's It's been a pleasure to chat with you. It's been a pleasure to chat with you guys, too. Hopefully, um, hopefully it all makes sense. <laughs> I also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. And, of course, to our fantastic producer, Mr. Justin Minister, who helps make us sound awesome. And Robin Bright for our theme music. And Marion Green for our artwork and our logo. The one last thing I want to close off on, Roland, is what song of yours should we be playing you out on? I was, that's a great question. I'm going to say, let's play out on Divide Between Us from the Otherworld EP. Amazing. And this is also the spot where you should drop in your your links. Where can folks find Valentine? Yes, uh, absolutely. You can find us. Uh, our, the preferred link is Bandcamp. Um, all our stuff is up there. Um, you can stream us on all the usual streaming sites and catch our videos on YouTube. Awesome. Thank you so much. Until next time, friends. <laughs>